comes louder. He's one on one with Hemsley, and Hemsley blocks it. Mitchell spins on Childs, and one. Cal up top, Shepard. Shepard was asking for it for three. Watson, and a foul! This is a clinic. This is Aztec basketball. Aztec fans, what is up? Welcome to the Aztec Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Trone. I am joined, as usual, by Kyle Kinslow. And I am also, today, joined by a colleague of mine over at the East Village Times, Dominic. Dom, how's it going? It's good. Uh, you know, San Diego State and ASU basketball come down my alley, so I was glad you reached out, get to talk about some Arizona State basketball to the Aztecs fans. I will be rooting for the Aztecs in this game. I've been an Aztecs basketball fan for much longer than I have been a Sun Devil basketball fan, so I, this matchup can't really go wrong for me, but I will be supporting the Aztecs. Are you, I like to hear, man. Do you currently go to school at ASU? Is that your connection to them? Yeah, so I'm a sports journalism student at Arizona State University. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, um, I had a couple people actually reach out to me and say, hey, you got to get somebody who knows Arizona State hoops on the pod. And I was like, oh my gosh, I should have done that already. Why haven't I done that? And then I, I was going through our group chat and I was like, oh, Dominic knows. Let's see if Dominic can do it. And it worked out perfectly. So thank you very much for coming on. Um, Kyle. Arizona State's probably the toughest game on the whole schedule, let alone the non-conference schedule. What have you seen out of Arizona State so far? Yeah, so they present, they're a team that presents very unique challenges as opposed to every other team that the Aztecs will play this year. It's a game that uh, when we were doing our season predictions, I just penciled in a loss and didn't even think twice about it. Um, I think that for most Aztec fans, things to think about before this game. Arizona State is the best team in the Pac-12. I think they're probably the best team by a significant margin. SDSU just put a whooping on the second best team in the Pac-12, but there's a big difference, in my opinion, between ASU and UCLA basketball, especially with UCLA missing um, two of their key players, which we'll talk about soon could also be a theme in this game as well. Uh, They're led by Remy Martin, who's a senior point guard. He actually played in the game. Uh, I believe it was, what, 2014, where they – 2017, where ASU beat the living hell out of SDSU in the second half. I think they outscored them by 30-plus points. It was a game where the Trey Kell was trying to do everything, and the wheels just came off. Um, Remy played in that game. They also have two guys who very likely could play in the NBA one day, uh, specifically in Marcus Bagley and Josh Christopher. Josh Christopher was one of the most hyped up uh, high school prospects of all time. We're talking, he was in, not necessarily at that LeBron James level, but he had slam basketball following him along since he was a freshman. He's currently going around the 20 pick mark in NBA mock drafts. And to be honest, based on everything that I've seen, he is worth the hype. Um, One of the cool things about this matchup is it's definitely a styles make fights kind of thing. You've got the the Sun Devils, who are currently averaging 84.5 points per game while giving up 77.5 points per game. They are definitely 
an offensive powerhouse unit. And then you've got SDSU, which is kind of on the flip side. They're scoring 74 points per game, but they're only giving up 54 points per game. So you've got a 10-point-per-game difference on offense and almost a 34-point difference on defense. So it's definitely uh, – and granted, we played – SDSU played um, San Diego Christian, and, and that's not really a good uh, St. Catherine. St. Catherine. St. Catherine. Diego yeah. Christian. St. Catherine's, yeah. yeah. And um, I know that ASU played uh, – what was it like? Houston Baptist. Houston They're Baptist. They're ranked 300th in Ken Bomb, so – yeah. It's so, right around the St. Catherine level. <laughs> yeah, so they're definitely um, they're definitely have those two games that don't really count toward, towards much, but still, it's definitely a styles make fights uh, kind of deal. So, Dom, talk to me. Tell me about ASU's early season. How are they looking? I know that uh, Marcus Bagley left last game with an apparent leg injury, and it was one of those non-contacts. So I know people were scared he tore his Achilles. Do you have any update on that? And then talk to us about ASU as a whole. Yeah, so I do have an update on that. Fortunately for us, head coach Bobby Hurley went on the radio in Arizona and said that, Mar- that Marcus Bagley is trending upwards. He's starting to feel good. He didn't practice yesterday, said he was going to practice today. Haven't seen any updates on that. But they said that he has to be pain-free on Thursday for him to go, and even then he probably wouldn't have as big of a role. Now, he's still a four-star recruit. So even if he does play in a limited role, he's going to provide some spark. He plays in that three to four man role, a small forward. Maybe he can drop down to a four in a small ball lineup, which is what Arizona State likes to run. Because a big thing with their team coming into the year was Romello White transferred to Ole Miss. He was their five man last year at center. And they haven't really found that guy that's really solidified that position at the five man. They've played a bunch of guys. Jalen Graham, Kamani Lawrence, uh, Tayshawn Cherry, but none of them haven't really totally stepped up into that role. Now, they have a very deep team, so they're filling guys in, but they love to run that small lineup headed by, of course, like you mentioned, Remy Martin, preseason All-American. He loves to get to the hoop. He can put it up. He can score. He can kick it out. His wings like to kick it out. He's just really a dynamic player. I actually saw today that he was on the same high school team at Sierra Canyon as Adam Seiko was. So I thought that was pretty cool. They'll be going up against each other for a bit. But this offense runs through Remy Martin. They have a couple of other ball handlers. Josh Christopher, like you mentioned, he's – the hype's real. He's the leading scorer on this team right now. And, I mean, that's, of course, because Remy Martin only scored five points against Villanova. But Arizona State, they've got several players who can put the ball in the hoop. Alonzo Verge. He tested the draft waters and came back too. He was never going to make the NBA after last season, but he's another player who can also score for Arizona State. Several options, so SDSU's team defense is really going to be tested in this matchup. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's, that's going to be the theme. You know, Can SDSU's biggest strength, team defense, handle Arizona State's offense? So they run, just based on the games that I've seen early this year, they run a very ISO-heavy style offense. Is that just because that's the way Bobby Hurley coaches, or is that based on the, that just fits the way the team, uh, the, the team operates as a whole? Kind of. And, I mean, they're relying early on Remy Martin, and they especially relied on that ISO offense against Villanova, and that experienced team basically just shut them down. Now, they're able to make shots in that matchup, and they're able to stay in it. 
but the ISO offense is definitely what they like to do. And they like to get to the hoop and then dish out, like I said, and it's worked for them so far. Currently eighth in adjusted offense, according to Ken Palm. So it's working. They haven't faced a defense like San Diego state yet. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays, but the pick and roll offense is going to be a major part of this, of this game. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the, as an Aztec fan, if you're looking at how is SDSU going to match up with ASU, uh, we just played arguably one of the four or five best scoring guards on the West Coast in Colby Ross. And I mean, he, he was shut down in that second half. And I think you're going to have to kind of play Remy Martin and the rest of the ASU stars in a very similar way. You're going to have to throw waves at them. And as we know, that's one, as we know, Trone, that's one of the San Diego State's biggest strengths this year is how doing that a lot this our year. team is. Here's, here's a question I have, and this is something that we saw a lot in the first half against Pepperdine and then against Pepperdine in the second half, the shots weren't falling as much, even though they were getting a lot of the same looks. So San Diego State plays a version of the pack line defense, right? And so what that means is the person on the ball is guarding the person on the ball and everybody else is going to aggressively help to prevent those drives, right? This is more for the listener's benefit than for you guys. What that does is it will take somebody like Remy Martin who thrives driving to the basket and it will prevent him from doing that, right? So it takes away his biggest strength, but what it gives up is a lot of uh, open three pointers, one pass away, right? So one of the things that I've been concerned about is if they're doing that, if they're clogging those driving lanes, it seems like Remy Martin is a pretty high level guard. Is he going to be able to make those easy one, one pass away passes? And then the, the, the players around him, the Christopher, the Bagley, whoever, are they going to be able to hit those shots? Do they have a quick enough release to get off a clean look before the Aztecs defense can recover? Yeah, they do. And the thing about it is they run a lot of guards and they'll be able to make the shots. And one of the guys, Holland Woods, he's transferred from Portland State. I think he averaged around 13 points per game there last year. He's come in, he's shot 40% from the three-point line. Jalen House, who's only played 15 minutes per game, he's shot 67% from the three-point arc. You know, Marcus Bagley, those guys, Josh Christopher, he, he struggled from the three-point. That hasn't been his strength. He's been more of that mid-range guy. So he could also pull up from there. Remy's really struggled from behind the arc, but Alonzo Verge has been good, 33%. It's also going to be interesting to see when Verge drives because a lot of his scoring is him going to the basket. But he also has... Uh, three and a half turnovers per game so far this year. SDSU loves to force turnovers and loves to take charges. That's going to be another big thing. If San Diego State can stay out of foul trouble early, they can try and take a lot of charges when ASU tries to drive to the basket. I think that could be a big key for winning this game for San Diego State. Yeah, I think that the Aztecs, the, the, the formula is, is very simple, and I think it's the same formula they'll be using in every single game it's play great defense and hit enough open shots on the other end of the floor to win you the game uh it's it's really disheartening for aztec fans how state has started off these last couple of games as someone who's followed asu one of my biggest worries is that we come out at state comes out in the normal slow fashion that we've seen these last couple of games and ASU just blitzes us. If we come out in the same exact way that we did against Pepperdine, 
it's not going to be a 16-point game. It's going to be a 30-point game. And talk to me about their scoring as a whole. I know you said you like to do they like to do drivey. It, you know, it's a very ISO-heavy offense. But do they have, um, I don't know, I would say a go-to play besides Remy Martin's ISO ball? I know, think about, like, last year with the Aztecs, they had pick and roll with Yanni Vetzel and, and Malachi Flynn. Give me some X's and O's that you could we could be looking for. And if not, we can just edit this out the podcast. Uh, they love to, uh, to take their big men out uh, because they can shoot threes as well. Tayshawn Cherry, four-star recruit. You know, he likes to shoot the threes. It doesn't always go down. There's games where he goes 0 for 6 from three, and everyone's yelling to Bobby Hurley, get that man off the court, and he doesn't. Uh, make Bobby Hurley make some tough decisions because sometimes he does not always make the best decisions. He's very keen from calling timeouts too. I'm not the biggest Bobby Hurley fan in the world. Okay. Fun coach to watch, but uh, his play designs are really pretty. Loves to run screens with his big men because the big men can shoot. They're not the most consistent three-point shooters, but that just gives more passing options for Remy Martin, Alonzo Verge, Holland Woods, those guys, because when they drive, they're capable of putting it up stepping back, especially Josh Christopher, his step back is killer. I mean, the dude, he's a professional scorer and he's played four college basketball games. It's pretty electric to watch. So they can score mid-range uh, in the paint and outside. It's, it's, a tough, it's a tough offense to defend for sure. Yeah, and I think that um, one of the big weaknesses and the things that I wrote down in my notes, I know I wasn't, he didn't do like a post-game wrap-up or whatever for Pepperdine game is that athletic big guys who can pull Mensa away from the basket wasn't just a concern. And I wasn't even thinking about that going into the season, but I think last game, that's a glaring weakness. The Aztecs got destroyed when their five was taken out of the paint and was forced to play perimeter defense. Tayshawn Cherry, man, he could annihilate Mensa in this matchup if, if they're not yeah, he so far in the year he's shooting forty five percent from behind the arc. So this year he is making those threes. That's a concern, especially if Bagley doesn't play as he's a forward. Tayshawn's going to get a lot more minutes. Another player to look out for, I think, is Kamani Lawrence. He's coming out of some health issues. I I, I think he's a his comparison is definitely Mensa for the Aztecs. Really dynamic scorer as a four or five, but has had some health issues and didn't really play a lot last year is slowly coming back this year. He's only played in two games so far this year. He's only averaging 12 minutes per game in those two games, but he also has nine and a half points per game in those two games. So he's doing a good job there. Uh, Mensa is a big part of this game, and he hasn't looked up to speed. He's been impressive considering what he's been through in the past year, but he could definitely get exposed again against Arizona State. Yeah, absolutely. And – Honestly, I think this game could very well come down to, like, because Arizona State, we've talked about this, they're an ISO-heavy basketball team. We need to get stops. And I think that that could very well come down to a matchup of Christopher versus Matt Mitchell. And, frankly, that is a matchup worthy of being on Fox Sports 1. I think that could be definitely be a show. And I don't think they necessarily have the guy that can stop Matt Mitchell. I mean, he's that guy that can – he can post up, he can drive, he can shoot the three. He's another tough guy. He's, he's almost like the Josh Christopher of Arizona State. 
and they don't have that big body. I mean, Christopher, maybe Bagley would be the guy that would cover him defensively, but like I mentioned, he might not play, and even if he does play, he's got to be pain-free. It's honestly a miracle that Bagley is uh, potentially playing. Yeah. I, that was, was not, bad. That was bad. Was, For those of you that didn't see it, he couldn't put weight on his foot. It, it looked like a classic Achilles tear. The way he was walking off the court, I thought it's one of those things where you don't want to comment until you see it, but he was walking off like Kobe did in the game where Kobe tore his, his Achilles the same way that Clay Thompson, you know, it's, if you're a basketball fan, you know that walk and you know that look on the player's face and Bagley had it. And so it absolutely is a miracle that it didn't turn out that way. No. And so like with my situation in Arizona state is that I know several people who like they cover the team for one of the like, you know, clubs at school and they're all just live tweeting about the game and it's, it's cool. You know, I, I get what they're doing, but my timelines just suck because it's literally just the game and 10 people. And I also saw the word Achilles like a hundred times. It, it, it was tough. And ASU was struggling against Cal and they're significantly better than Cal. Arizona State still hasn't played a complete game yet. And that's why I'm worried that it could become when they, when they play the other team that I'm like not rooting for when, uh, <laughs> when I'm watching Arizona State basketball. Uh, so you know, Marcus Bagley, talented young freshman. You didn't want to see him go down. You were worried that that was going to be the last time you'd see him on the court, but could potentially not even miss a game. I'd imagine he doesn't play, though. That, that's just my guess. Yeah, I think he's probably even – this is one of those games where SDSU is – would be a nice victory for Arizona State to have. Probably going to finish first or second in the Mountain West. However, is it worth risking – one of your best players health to rush him back. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just one of those scenarios where I don't know if, if the risk is worth the reward per se. Um, but yeah. So talk to me, tell me how you think this is going to break down and, and give me, since you're a guest and we don't like to make predictions, you're going to make a prediction for us. How do you see this game playing out and how, who would you say, you know, what, what's the final score and who's walking away Thanks for uh, letting the prediction come back to me. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I just watched uh, Kansas versus Creighton, and that matchup kind of is similar to what this is. Two teams that are very closely ranked, one team that excels offensively, the other team that excels defensively. Now, of course, the defensive team won in that matchup, but the, the, the scoring ended up evening out, you know, right around the 70s. It was in the 80s where the high offensive team likes to be, and in the 60s where the defensive team likes to be. So, I'd imagine this this game's going to play out just like that. And I'm not saying that just because I saw Creighton, Kansas. But on my college basketball podcast, the College Basketball Bonanza, I will plug that. Uh, I did predict that San Diego State would win, and I, I'm i not sure I, I'm going to be correct on that. It's going to be a great game. I, I look forward to it. I think it's going to be mid-70s, you know, 75, 72. Uh, whoever gets the last shot could win this game. But one thing is that San Diego State – is going to need to go on some nice 7-0, runs. Because like I mentioned earlier, Bobby Hurley refuses to use his timeouts, and I yell at him for every game. The two things I'll ever yell at players or coaches for is missing free throws and calling timeouts, because that's something I feel like I can do, because I suck at basketball. But SDSU is going to need to go on some runs, and part of that is going to have to come when Remy Martin's off the floor uh, so far. He's played 33 minutes per game, so he's on the floor a lot. And 
they're going to need to find ways to maybe get him into some foul trouble or whatnot, but uh, they're going to run a small lineup if Bagley can't play. Okay. Well, Dominic, thank you so much. Dom, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you. Where can everyone find you? And then plug away, please. So you can find me on Twitter at DMstern19. You can basically find just about everything I do. I mean, I have podcasts. I write for East Village Times along with Trone, uh, mostly about the Padres, but also a bit about the Aztecs. I will be doing the game recap for this game because, of course, I am heavily invested in this game. Uh, so you can find my ratings there. You can find my podcasts there, my, my live shows uh, that I do for football and baseball. Find just about everything I do there. So, yeah, DM Stern 19 on Twitter. It's S-T-E-A-R-N, my last name. All right, Dom, thank you so much for, for being on, and, and hopefully you can be a guest in the future. Hopefully this is a, a new budding friendship between podcast hosts. Go Aztecs. Oh, oh go Aztecs. There it is. There it is. Don't tell that to any of your uh, dorm mates there. We don't want you to get jumped or anything. Um, Aztec fans, thank you very much for listening. I believe that does it. So with that, we will catch you next time. Go Aztecs.